You are listening to Billionaires in Boxes, the number one podcast publicist for businesses globally. Hello and welcome to this edition of Billionaires in Boxes with me, your host, Phil Palucha. I am joined by Tom Matson today, and this is going to be an awesome, awesome conversation. I mean, as my listeners, you will have heard me talk about strategic alliances, non-competitive partners, power partnerships, until I'm blue in the face. You're probably sick of hearing these phrases. Um, Tom is an expert in the area. He's going to come on and talk to us all about his live event. Um, Strategic Alliance Live. He is one of the co-founders. And uh, yeah, Tom and I really hit it off because we talk all about strategic alliances. So Tom, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you, Phil. So excited to be here. I always say in a podcast where there's one or a million of you tuning in, thanks for making some time and uh, honored to spend some time with you and your tribe, Um, especially talking our favorite topic, uh, how to leverage your growth with strategic alliances. Love it. Absolutely. And we're going to get into some really juicy stuff in this, I can tell. I mean, we are, obviously the listeners don't know this, but we have a sort of a five to 10 minute chat ahead of a podcast in what I like to call the virtual green room. Well, ours has been 30 minutes. Um, so I think that should, <laughs> that should give yeah, you a bit most of like, it can't be rebroadcast publicly without big disclaimers. So. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, please burn this tape after listening. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> this tape will the self-destruct. Tape will self-destruct in the next 30 seconds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, brother. Oh, I, see that and phrase. Now always, back to the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That phrase always reminds me of Mission Impossible, actually, the first one where that happened, where he listened to it in his ear and then it would self-destruct and blow up. So hopefully the podcast doesn't do the same thing for people because uh, most of the days the people are listening to this on earpods and beats and I'm not responsible for the $200 headset that's going to blow up. <laughs> that's right. We don't want to do that. All right, brother. That. So let's start a little bit with your your background because I'm keen to, I mean, we'll, we'll talk obviously about the event and how people can get involved and all that kind of stuff. But I, I always like to kind of start with a little bit about you and your career and kind of what's led you to this point. Um, for two reasons, it gives a little bit of a backstory in terms of how it is that you've got to where you are. Uh, and secondly, it also gives reason for people to care. Um, it's like if, if you're going to give someone some information, they always kind of need to go, who is this dude? How do I resonate with them? So for our audience that, that haven't come across you before, how would you describe Tom Madsen? Well, I appreciate that, Phil. And and uh, I'm the same way. I want to sort of anchor in a discussion in the background. I've been a serial entrepreneur for 38 years um, started when I was two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but not long after. And uh, I love it. I, I've sort of gone through three eras. But the last 10, 12 years, I focused on helping people. I call myself a chief movement maker. And I help people take their wisdom and knowledge and monetize their genius through what we call high ticket programs that guarantee results. Um, I've started 89 businesses, made and lost millions along the way, took one company public on the Toronto Stock Exchange. So I've had a varied and diverse background. Uh, And interestingly enough, uh, of those 89 businesses, probably 83 of them were strategic alliances initially that grew into a full business. Um, And so it's something that I've been doing for many, many years, not knowing the formal name for it. And Mm -hmm. I bet you most of the viewers and listeners are doing the same thing, that they may or may not call it a strategic alliance, but they've been doing it. And then I had the pleasure of spending some time with Jay Abraham, one of the smartest marketing guys on the planet, eventually hired him as my personal coach. And if you know anything about Jay, you know strategy of preeminence and joint ventures and strategic alliances. Mm -hmm. Those are his two big things. And, And the reason is, 
strategic alliances are the fastest way to 10x your business. Absolutely. There's nothing easier or faster to accomplish that. And so for those entrepreneurs that are lazy, <laughs> that want to get better results with less effort, or what we say now, my second book was called Do Less, Achieve More. It was one of the subtitles of it. Like people that want to accomplish that, strategic alliances are this perfect combination. Um, and for those super aggressive individuals that want to grow and leverage what they're doing and impact thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, it's about the only way to do it without massively risking venture capital along mm. the way. So, you know, for me, even venture capitalists love strategic alliances because they're leveraging their capital with other strategic partners. And the big boys do this all the time. Like mm. this is just normal business operating standard. The, the the Fortune 500, that's what they do day in and day out. They have entire departments dedicated to this. But I find most entrepreneurs either stumble into this area or just leave it by chance. And there's no reason. You want to be proactive about it because it's so much more fun to grow this way. You're absolutely right. I mean, and, and I think that's a, a key point because it's funny. I came from the corporate world as well. And, and one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this is that, well, there's two reasons. Number one, I'm a big believer in business is a team sport. Okay. So it doesn't matter how good you are at your particular bit. If you're not surrounded by, you know, a team of 10 or 11 other players who are equally as good at their bit, you're not going to win a trophy. You're not going to win a championship right? So that's the first reason. Second reason is exactly what you've just said. When we were working in the corporate world, I was used to channel sales and partnership sales and you know having entire departments who are just there to kind of go and facilitate relationships. They're not doing any one-on-one -on -one selling. They are dealing with partners who are going to go out and push that to their audience. And um, I, I absolutely love that. So given that there are so many phrases, you know, I use NCPs, non-competitive partners, there's JVs, strategic alliances, uh, but given the event is called strategic alliance live to you what is a strategic alliance well and i look at the strategic alliances are the overarching world and then within that are things like joint ventures channel sales other elements and so for me they're 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 components of the overall picture makes sense uh, strategic alliance i define really simply as one plus one equals eleven yeah. Right. You're combining forces where the end result is not just good, but it's it's exponentially better than if you hadn't done that before. Now, are all strategic alliances that? No. Some of them crap out, right? Some of yeah. them don't don't they should have that potential. And that's part of what we teach people to do is to screen potential deals around what is the potential, what is the capture potential. Right. When you're talking channel sales, right, you could take a product and suddenly this company is putting it in a thousand locations. Mm -hmm. Well, how would how, how long would it take for you to get it in a thousand stores? You're so right. Be virtually impossible for most uh, most businesses to pull it off on their own. And if they did, there'd be no margin left for the founders. <laughs> and so yeah, you're I mean, right. you can do that, or you can build a massive infrastructure and a massive group of people, but you better know what you're doing. You better hire awesome people and they better perform every step of the way or you're just burning money along the way. Whereas with strategic alliances, most of them are linked to results, right? So right. The good ones, anyhow. <laughs> and when they're linked to results, what does that mean? That means you pay on result, yep. not on effort. And, so right. and that's, you know, it's a better way to run your business. 100%. No, well, I completely agree. I mean, we, we're... Uh, just our, our 
strategy side of our business, our growth side of our business is currently doing six figures, well on target to do seven figures in the next 12 months. And we don't spend a single cent on paid advertising, none, because it's all done via strategic alliances. And a great example of this from a customer perspective, and I'm sure he won't mind me sharing his story. You know, a guy came to me, he's a business coach, B2B business coach. And he comes to me and he says, look, um, I like what you're talking about on your podcast, but I've just paid like $5,000 to this coach who's teaching me how to open up more of my market. So I said, well, what is it you're doing? And he's like, well, he's taught me how to create a mailing list of 100,000 people in my space that I can then email market to. So I was like, okay, I already don't like the sound of this, but go on, carry on telling me. And he said, well, He's going to have me write a free ebook that I'm then going to give away as like a lead magnet. I'm going to do Facebook ads to capture people and then I'm going to get them. So I was like, okay, look, how long is it going to take you to write the book? Why are you giving anything away for free? Um, how much is it going to cost you in Facebook ads to go and start retargeting these people and actually capture them? I know you're aware that you'll get less than 3% return on an email marketing list. And I said, okay, so if you factor in how long that's going to take, why can't we do this? Why can't I introduce you either via a podcast or whichever route that you're going to take to a strategic partner who can complement what you do and you'll complement them, but they already have access to 100, 100,000, 100 to 150,000 people in this market already that actually you're not cold marketing to. They already have some relationship with them. They already know, like, and trust this person. Isn't that going to be better for you? And it was like, yeah, absolutely. So, well, we can do that this afternoon. Like it's going to take an hour to meet that person, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that, that, uh, you know, I, I deliberately call it being lazy because sometimes we're taught as entrepreneurs, especially as leaders, right? We're supposed to put more effort in. We're supposed to put more hours in. We're supposed to put more time in. And, and I, I, I think to a quote from Jack Welch, uh, before he retired, he was famous for saying this. He said, uh, from GE fame, if for those that don't know Jack, uh, for you youngins out there, Jack Welch from G General Electric fame. And he said, I don't trust someone to run a $100 million division of my company if they can't do the job in 40 hours or less. Mm. I don't trust someone if they can't do the job in 40 hours or less. Totally different way of looking at it Very. over what most of us are taught. And, and by the way, in the corporate world, you're rewarded for putting in 60, 70, 80 hour weeks. So a large part of this is actually not our fault because we start corporate, right? You did, I did. We start corporate, we work our butts off, we put in all these hours, we go, they go, good job, good job, good job. You get a promotion, right? And then you get more compensation and then you get more results. And then you go, gosh, I'm sick and tired, and you quit at some point. Most mm. of us entrepreneurs do that way, right? Yeah, for sure. And then we're then we're but we're taught we got to put in 60, 70, 80 hour weeks because that's what it was in the corporate world, right? So for entrepreneurs that come from corporate. I'm ch uh, one of the things I'd like to challenge you is just to think about that model and say, does that serve you? Does that serve you? I believe the purpose of a business is more life and more profits for the business owner, mm -hmm. more life and more profits for the business owner. That doesn't come from 80 hour work weeks for most of us. No, it really doesn't. In fact, right? you, you've got diminished returns at that point because you can't be, you can't be super successful and productive 80 hours a week. It's not possible. No. No. And even if you are, you have no life outside your business then, 
Yeah, and, right? and even so when you achieve you success, you're burnt out. Loneliness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> burnt out, overweight, and divorced. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I interviewed a guy for my new podcast, Seven Figure Strategic Alliances, we're calling it, and it hasn't aired yet. Where we're doing some of the pre-interviews, as you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, his name is Edwin. He has four businesses, and he runs them now, ten to fifteen hours a week. Mm-hmm. I love that man. Four businesses, all seven figure. One's an eight figure business, and I'm like, wow, how do you do that? And he told me the strategy, and I'm like. That's what people need to hear, mm-hmm. not how you pull it off at 80 hours a week, but how you pull it off well at 10 to 15 hours a week. And what a surprise he was on there because strategic alliances are a cornerstone. You're so right. I mean, as the example from our business, I remember when we first started doing courses and we were trying to sell them directly. Um, it was a, it was a nightmare, right? Because we were having like 50 to 60 people sign up per month. Um, and that was taking a lot of our time. We were doing a lot of calls, a lot of, and it was, it was taking a long time. Now we have two or three partners who will regularly refer around 80 to a hundred people each per month. That's about quarter of a million to $300,000 worth of additional revenue every single month. And those courses that we do, this is my blueprint for anybody that doesn't know five week course. Every Monday and every Wednesday, you get a 15 to 20 minute video with a homework assignment. And every Friday, we're going to do a 60 to 90 minute live session where I turn up. You can ask me anything you want to ask me. I'm right there. That's what it's there for. But you think about that. That means that this, as a business, we are, because the videos are now recorded already. I mean, we're always improving, right. them, but the videos are recorded. So that means that we're going to do quarter of a million dollars plus revenue every single month. And I turn up for an hour every Friday and have a chat. Like that's, but everybody's getting great results from it. But as a business owner, that is, that is night and day from where we first started. And it was, you know, me trying to stay up in the middle of the night to do automated LinkedIn campaigns, to do outreach messages, trying to get conversations. (laughs) It's just, it's completely different. Yeah. And, 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 and by the way, if those of you, if you're in that trap where that's exactly how your business functions right now, no problem. You don't have to get rid of that when you implement strategic alliances. In fact, one of the first strategic alliances myself or Phil would have you do is find someone to take over some of that drudgery part of your business in a in a sort of a Dan Sullivan who not how world, right? Find someone who can take that on. Some of the best strategic alliances I have done have nothing to do with making money, but they have everything to do with freeing up time. You're so right. Freeing up time. We just hired a, a client success director. It's the most exciting hire I've ever had in my business in 38 years Mm -hmm. because this guy, his entire world is helping high-end program clients like we have crush it. I love it. And he's worked for all these heavy hitters behind the scenes and helped them get their poop together, frankly, (laughs) because they had chaos behind the scenes. You probably don't realize this, but most of the heavy hitters behind the scenes, it's chaos, right? It's the backstage is very different than the front stage. And so that he's like one of the most experienced guys in the world at this. And it took us six months of courting to get him on board. And effectively, it was a strategic alliance. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because he's got a piece, we're giving him compensation and a piece of the upside and a piece of the results, and we already have a plan to expand that as he crushes it. Well, I'm super excited because getting and enrolling clients, we're really good at, but every business needs to get results on the back-end side. And so now we've got one of the best guys in the world saying, yeah, I'll take that on. That's no problem. You guys are doing good. I'll make it great. I'm like, yay. <laughs> I love what you said about not knowing the phrase for it initially. I mean, like a lot of people will be doing this and not know the phrase. I mean, I remember um, when I first started my business, uh, I, having come from the corporate world, 
I, I'm, I freely admit this now because I and I do so in the hope that it, it helps other people. I was so naive. Um, I kind of thought, well, I was board level in corporate world. I'd work with some big companies. The phone's just going to ring and I'm just going to have customers. And that's not what happened. Um, and, and like many other people, I found myself sat there thinking, I'm going to go and have to go and get a real job again. You know, I, I have my wife talking to me going, this isn't working. You need to go and get a job. And I think we've all kind of had that that feeling at some stage in our career. And, it, and it's painful. Love, love you, honey, but it's time for you to get a real job. The yeah, worst exactly. phrase issued in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. The worst phrase issued in the history of mankind. Love you, honey, but it's time for you to get a job. And it's painful. A real huh? job. It's they always painful. say a real job. A real That's job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm working eight hours a week and this <laughs> yeah. isn't real time. This is all just imaginary time. <laughs> yeah. um, but oh, one of the things yeah. I did and, was... And then I, they say it with love, right? In the beginning, it's said with love and, and sincerity. It's not that they're being facetious about it they're being sincere about it but yeah, you're right yeah. that yeah it's a it's a chin nu chu wrote a book called do less achieve more and it's a one of those parable style books and uh, you can get it on amazon it's a it's a fun read it's like a bathroom perfect bathroom book i mean each chapter is really short and then go you know it's a fun thing but the story is how you can uh do less and achieve more and I think part of the challenge most entrepreneurs have is their architectural model comes from corporate where it's not about do less, achieve more. It's mm. about do more and achieve more. And so even just knowing that's possible can be a game changer for the listeners today. I actually I'm think it goes back be- even one step further than that. I think it goes back to the education system because mm-hmm. the education system teaches you that if you're getting A's and you know A's in two classes, but you're getting C's and D's in another class, your parents are getting called and you're told you're failing, right? But that's not how being an entrepreneur works. You're not you're not going to be an A star generalist. That's not you know, that's why people try and wear too many hats. They try and do too many things themselves. They try and keep ownership of every area of their business because that's what they've been taught, right? It's I have to hustle hustle and work hard. That's what corporate taught me, and I have to be great at everything. That's what school taught me. But the reality is that the best entrepreneurs, and you and I both know this because we work with many of them and we do it ourselves, is stick to your lane. You're good at your bit. Continue to become the best at that bit and partner with people around you who are equally as good at their part. Like, How different would school be if you could have said, listen, you guys are really good at maths and science, so you take that. I'm going to take sports and drama. You take mutants, you know, and together we're going to have an A-star report. Right, that would have made yeah, so much yeah. more sense, but we'd have all been no kicked kidding. out of school for that. No, we, we would have been kicked out of school for that. And of course, keep in mind, most of the teachers are taught that same problem as mm-hmm. well. So yeah. you can't really blame the teachers; they're no, taught that it's same the system. Challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, the elite, the you know this because you work with family circles or fa- family uh, 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 investment groups. The elite, the schools they go to, they don't teach that. No, they approach. don't. Right. They teach collaboration. They teach, you know, they even sit the kids in circles when they're young. Right. It's none of this rows and bells and speak when you're spoken to stuff. That doesn't happen in the elite private schools. No. It's it's delegation. It's idea sharing. It's collaboration. It's partnership. Being creative, tapping into what you're awesome at and running with that. Yeah, love you're, it. You're so right. Love it, love so I'm, I'm curious. Let's talk about the event because you know I'm I'm keen to talk about the event itself because obviously it's a bold statement, the world's largest deal making event, uh, and I also kind of want to know where it came from because I, as you well know, I mean I'm 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 attending the event. I'm going to be doing some speaking uh, about what we're doing and some bits and pieces, and I have a number of partners who are at the event. So I am I'm already sold. But for anybody that hasn't kind of come across this yet. 
what is Strategic Alliance Live? I love it. Yeah, we call it the world's largest deal making event, and we we didn't when we started out to create it. That wasn't our goal. Our goal was to create this intimate experience, VIP, hand curated, where a bunch of great people got together at a resort, and we spent the mornings working on deals, and the afternoons and evenings getting to know each other yep. at the pool, at the spa, at the golf course, and we did that for six years, and and that's that started. Uh, well, actually, no, I'll tell you that in a sec. I'll tell you how that started. But then COVID comes along, and of course, you're not going to get together live at a resort anymore. Yeah, you know, I'm in Canada. You're in the UK. We can't even leave our country, yep. <laughs> right? For you know, it's like no, no, can't leave. What do you mean we can't leave? Yeah, you can't leave. Okay, <laughs> so we're like, oh, let's go, let's go virtual. And then my thought was, well, if we're going virtual, let's go big. There's no point in doing virtual small for this type of event because. The event has no speakers. The main event has no speakers. It's all deal making. It's breakouts, deal making, breakouts, deal making, breakouts, deal making. I facilitate it. So we'll have a guided breakout, but the breakouts will be 10, 20, 30 people, depending on the exercise. And over the next 30, 45 minutes, you'll do five, 10 potential deals every single breakout, three days in a row. It's a fascinating experience. And, and we did it that way on purpose. Because if you think back to live events, when you go to these live events, what if you look at these live events, what is the most impactful thing that happens? The content? No. Not for most of us. No. The uh, the buying the speakers high-end uh, program? Yeah, sometimes that has impact because we buy it and we, we apply it and we get tremendous results from our business. But for most of us, most of us aren't buying the high-end programs. And those that do buy it, most of us don't get results. Yep. So it's not that. What it is, is the relationships we build. Absolutely. And when are those relationships built? When the speaker is talking? Uh-uh. <laughs> You're mm -hmm. taught to be quiet, right? The, the best relationships are built during the breaks, over lunch, over breakfast, and as we said in the green room before we started going, at the bar. At the bar, yeah. The bar and, after and the I, event. Jeff Walker's uh, launch uh, event with PLF Live is a perfect example. Um, Jeff gets 1,000, 1,500 people at the time. Now it's much bigger in a room, incredible people from all over the world. And in the room, the, the, they're long days. Then the bar opens around 10 o'clock. And every great transaction goes from 10, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. And they shut the bar down. And then about 2 o'clock, they kick you out. I can yeah. tell you firsthand. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you so do. you got four hours, <laughs> four hours to build relationships. And then I'm an early riser. I'm up in the pool at 5 a.m. So it's a fascinating event. I'm completely exhausted when I get home. I need to sleep for a week, but I've met all these fascinating people at the bar. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when I joined Jeff's Platinum Mastermind, I reached out to the organizers and I said, we were having the, you know how they do this, right? They present on the three-day event. Then you have lunch to announce all the people and meet everyone. Yeah. And you, everyone who signed up has lunch, right? That's the old, the traditional format. Mm -hmm. And so I was at the lunch for Platinum and, and there are groups of 10 people per table and everyone got introduced before they started the agenda. And I'm like, wow, these other nine people are fascinating. I bet you every table in this room is like that. And I, right there, I realized, wouldn't it be great if there was an event where you just did what happens at the bar at just night at Jeff's it. event? And I so I reached it. out to Jeff, Jeff's organizer, and I said, I have this idea. The next time we get together live, just the Platinum Group, could I invite people to stay an extra half a day? Here's what I'm thinking of doing. And they ran it up to Jeff, and Jeff, to his credit, said, hey, happy for you to invite people, but I, I can't endorse it because I, I haven't worked with you yet. 
I said, no, no, I didn't want endorsement. I just wanted permission. I didn't want to invite people and offend you. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, totally, go for it. And so we had twenty. We had uh, twenty-three people at the first one. Three hours. That was all we had on the agenda, and it went so well that they demanded we turn that into a recurring event. Mm, love and it. We did multiple six-figure deals on the spot right there. Jeff was kind enough. He came by. He joined in for a bit, and we just loved the format. And now, now it's a three-day format. We do it virtually. We have literally, I think the last one, we had 3,905 people registered from 100 countries. Mm -hmm. um, so it literally is the world's largest deal-making event. But it's not a big group session except when we set the stage. We set the stage, it's a big group, and then we go off into breakouts. And we big group and then go off into breakouts. Go, big group, go off into breakouts. And I love it. It's a fascinating way. We actually said for the January event, when we did this the first time in this format, you'll meet more people in three days than you will the rest of the year. What we didn't realize is you'd also build more trust in those relationships in those three days than yep. you normally do in about six months of back and forth. Right. And that was the key. Cause as you know, it, you can meet people quickly, yep. but building trust is a whole nother kettle of fish. For sure. And this event is totally unique in that people are all coming to seek strategic alliances. Whereas when you meet them at a Jeff Walker event or any other event, you start talking and then you have to get to know them and then they get to know you. And then maybe you talk business and then may, and if you're smart, you talk about them first, right? And then you get to know each other and, and eventually that's a possibility. But in this environment, it starts like the first breakout session. It's a bit of a surprise, but I'll tell it for your listeners and you'll love this one. The first breakout session we do, we randomly divide the room up. No category, no theme, no nothing. We give them zero prep. We say, you got 45 minutes to do deals. Go. And everyone comes back with deals done. I love it, man. I love and it. And it demonstrates it doesn't matter whether you're running an eight-figure investment fund that's investing billions of your clients' dollars or you're a startup entrepreneur that's got this really cool way of helping someone else solve a problem. And, but you, cause you need to have a business. This was not a place for someone without a business, Yeah, of but course. if you have a business, it can be new, it can be established, it can be crushing it. And here's the cool part. All kinds of people bring all sorts of things to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And that's that to me, I, it's my highest and best calling as an entrepreneur. We love it. Um, this year we added some unique elements to it. Uh, we added a special VIP component, which you know about, um, and, and we're super excited, um, and it's going to be epic and it's going to be the second week of June. So if you're tuning in and you're listening to this on the podcast, we're talking right away, like right away, you can come in and, uh, and, uh, you'll love it. You'll love it. We'll talk more about that. Well, I, listen, I mean, it, it, you know why it resonates with me so strongly. I mean, it's, uh. Uh, what you're talking about there is, is exactly the same reason that I use it for uh, use podcasting. Because one of the things I say about a podcast is if somebody if somebody spends all day doing something and then wants to go and talk about it on a podcast in the evening, they have to be fanatical about it. These are not the people yeah. who are in an industry because I mean we're recording this on the Saturday before this was released because both of us are pumped up to come and talk about this, right? And the, yeah. the, that's what I'm trying to get across and why your event works so well and why it works so well in podcasting is that people are only there if they have that purpose. So your vibe attracts your tribe. Well, that's a room full of your tribe, um, either one-on-one -on, -one on a podcast or via the event. And and I love that. And, and again, going back to the kind of events thing, we were talking about this earlier. Um, you know, I 
I've been to some exhibitions where I've made nothing. I've just it seemingly feels like I've wasted time. I've just collected you know business cards that never do anything. Like live trade shows, those yeah, sorts of things. They yeah. never go anywhere, right? Yeah. But here's an interesting one. Actually, I did this big event a number of years ago, and I was one of the speakers. And we did. To be fair, we won some money from the stage. It was quite. It was quite good. We think we won like three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of business. But uh, what I wanted to do was get into the VIP networking event. So I'll tell this story very briefly because um, I wasn't I wasn't on the list. It was like a five thousand dollar networking event, and I wasn't on the list. So uh, I was like, "Oh, can I come in?" And he was like, "No." And I was like, "I was one of the keynote speakers," and he's like, "Yeah, it's a different pass. You have to have a different pass." So I went up to the <laughs> hotel room, right, and I got my microphone, and I came back down, and I called the event organizer, and I said, "Hey, Teddy, I'm trying to go in to do those interviews in the VIP section for the podcast, and um, this guy won't let me in. He says I'm not on the list." And he goes, "Oh, sorry, Phil. Let me get, put him on the phone. I'll put you on." So the guy turns around, hands me and my colleague a pass. So this is now ten thousand dollars worth of tickets, and we walk straight into the VIP lounge. I've got to tell you, I never recorded one interview in that room. It was just a conversation <laughs> starter, right? But what I did, and this yeah. was this is where I got smart because what you're describing there is 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 exactly why this works so well. We didn't want to spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars on an exhibition stand. That wasn't what we were trying to do while we were there. But what we did, we had the money to invest. We just didn't want to be one of those people stood on a stage, stood on a small box platform, having people walk past, collect your business card, get your freebies, right? Yeah. Pitch, so, pitch, pitch. Yeah, yeah. So what we did instead was we went into the VIP section. We got to know people, got chatting, and we said, the hotel next door, five-star hotel next door, we've rented the penthouse apartment and we've stocked it full of beer and food. After the event, you're welcome to come and join us and just come and have a chat. Uh, and we invited uh, all the VIP. VIP room with free beer. Yeah, Love it. man. So we said, come come and chat with us. And what ended up happening was all of the major, te- I mean, this is a technology event. So all of the leaders of the technology businesses, all the eight-figure investment firms, they all came for a beer and chilled with us in this apartment. They're like, oh, this is amazing. I'm staying downstairs. I'm like on the fifth floor. I can't believe you guys got the penthouse but it was because we weren't just staying in the penthouse because we wanted to show off we were showing in the penthouse because it was the best place to organize that meeting room because we knew just as you do that all the business doesn't get done on the trade floor it gets done after the event when everybody's relaxing and having a beer totally and how much you would have spent on that for the four or five days of the event would have been about the same price as a show a booth anyhow yeah, absolutely. Right? It's not like you're. It's not like you're wasting the capital. In fact, I, my experience is it's a much better use of the money. Absolutely, much use of money. So, so much so that you probably know this now. I don't know with post COVID, but before COVID, many of the big show organizers you were forbidden to do that in their contracts if you were an exhibitor. Like literally, you could not. You could not do this and that. It was no longer allowed because they knew that's where all the action was. Right, it would just pull people off the floor, <laughs> which is one of the other reasons so, we didn't want to be an exhibitor. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so you know, a tip, a tip for those that like that idea: don't be an exhibitor and try and do that because many of the shows now restrict you contractually, which is so stupid, right? Think about it. Oh yeah, come to our show. We want to help you get a lot of business. Oh, you're going to do some extra things to get more business? Yeah, no, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, come on. Yeah, we're going to stop you doing business in an event that we've put together. That is designed to get you business. It doesn't make any sense. It's kind of like Great you saying, Listen, you, you guys come, win, right? I was going to say, it's almost like saying after Strategic Alliance Live saying, we don't want you guys to talk to each other. If you've not thought the deal done in our room, then don't speak to each <laughs> other right. afterwards. It's like, well, it doesn't make any well, sense. And that's actually, it's, it's interesting because when we first started this event, we bounced the model off of Jay Abraham. He was my personal coach at the time. And Jay said, 
you're just going to charge a small ticket fee and let the deals happen? No, 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 no. You need to charge a large ticket fee and you need to take a piece of all the deals. And I said, we've considered that. And here's why we're not doing that. Because we're going to do deals too. Yeah, absolutely. So for us, yes, we could have got a piece of every deal, but we chose not to on purpose. He said, you're crazy. You're crazy. And then he told a story about the first time he did an event like this. I didn't know this. He had done an event like this. He charged 800 bucks a person and he took 10% of the deals. Mm. And I said, I said, great. Good for you. How long did it last? Just guessing. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, how many years did you do the show? He said, oh, once. He said, yeah, it wasn't worth our while. We didn't do it again. Yeah. Well, See, that's the why. difference is yeah. you were thinking short-term win instead of long-term, and you teach long-term win, Jay. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Take your own advice. Absolutely. And Jay is one of these super smart guys that will laugh and poke at you just as much as you poke at him, and he wants that. He doesn't want people kissing his ring all the time. I really admire that with him. And that we did the same thing. This event is 100 bucks. Yeah. In fact, in fact, literally, if somebody wants to, they can put a credit card down and pay 147 after the event. Yeah, I did see that. If they do $100,000 worth of deal sheets. Well, we, we wanted it because no, there's no event like this out there. Even in our field, there's a couple of other uh, competitors, but half of their talk is about their offer, their content. Yeah. Half of the entire three days. Which <laughs> I don't begrudge them. That's just a different event. Yeah, right? that's a different but, event. If you're don't, trying to don't, sell me, don't your call stuff, it one thing and sell it as another. Look, it's a giant networking event to come and do deals, but don't talk to each other for half the show because I'm going to pitch to you my stuff. No, I, that that's not for me. Like if, if it's a, if it's a pitch, call it a pitch. If it's a networking event, call it a networking event. Like I'm a and I I totally embrace people making offers, and I totally embrace running an event to sell a high ticket offer, and yep. we do it separately yep. yeah, other yeah. times. Yeah. Just not what this one is. You just, this don't, one you just is, don't call it one thing and pretend it's another. Absolutely. Totally, and, I, and I respect totally. that so much. And you and I both know as well that with that long-term thing, people remember the introductions that they have because of your event and they become, I mean, like, it's not a surprise. I mean, we we only recently met you and I and we, we've instantly hit it off. But I mean, giving a real life example, we're doing business together. We did a trade together. We're, we're already doing stuff together. We're exploring ways that we can continue to work together. And more importantly than that, as well as me introducing some of my partners to the event, I found out by pure chance, I don't believe in coincidence, but by pure chance, that about five or six of my existing partners are already attending the event. <laughs> so I've gone and spoke to them and they've gone, oh yeah, Tom's event. Yeah, I'm already going. I had a chat with him the other day. and Oh, I know this guy. He's, is he coming? And it's like, yeah, he's coming too. So it just shows the power of this. Well, and and in fact, we're talking because David Bear, a mutual friend yep. of both of ours, introduced us. Mm-hmm. David, I met at the last Strategic Alliance Live. Yep. That's where I met him. I never I, I never knew him before then. Do you know why I love this? Because this is what we're talking about. We're talking about strategic alliances here, right? So and we're using David as an example. So shout out to David, absolutely. And and what's funny is we both we we do the same thing, but we have well. In a way, there's a lot of synergy there, but we do it from different approaches. You do it from a networking approach, and I do it from a podcasting approach. But what's really funny is you and I have met because of David Bear. David is a strategic alliance of yours and a strategic alliance of mine. You met him at the event. I met him on a podcast. So doesn't that just show exactly what we're talking about right here? And did he tell you his biggest deal? Did he tell you the biggest deal he put together out of that show? He did a very juicy one, didn't he? He was telling me all about it. It's it's actually finally being inked uh, as we record this in two days. I love it's it. It's all done. It's finalized. It's being signed with the E Myth Corporation, Michael Gerber E Myth Corporation, 
And the monetized value expectation is $10 million Mm. from an introduction on a breakout that David had with one of our heavy hitter plat VIP people, we call them, um, who they, they happened to meet in the main event. They followed up that started a conversation that ended up them penciling in a deal that took a couple of months to flush it out. Cause you know, let's be clear, big deals take a, take time to dot the I's and cross the T's right at the event. You're going to start the process with what we call deal sheets, but you're not going to finalize the deals at the event. You're going to finalize the deals with your follow-up post event. Right, post event. Absolutely. Uh, and and by the way, we have an offer that we present at the event, which is called a strategic alliance mastermind, where people can follow up and do deals all year long. So there's a logical path for us. Like we're not doing this purely for charity or anything yeah, like yeah. that. There's a win-win proposition here. So for those of you like, oh yeah, well, they probably have got some offer. Yeah, we have an offer. We're very transparent. We have this mastermind, so we can help people follow up and actually execute on the deals. Right. Because but but here's the thing that high trust relationship would have taken a decade to establish normally. This is a global licensing deal where the EMIF, and I used to work with Michael years ago, Michael Gerber, the EMIF Academy is licensing content from them. Mm-hmm. From them. Like they're one of the top content providers in the world in their space. And they're licensing content from David and his partner Ken. Absolutely. Like, think about that for those of you out there. How is that tiny organization like that able to deal with a massive organization like that? Because you're leveraging the relationships that are built oh, in sure. those situations. And that's just one example. There are hundreds of them that happen at our event. If you're tuning in and you want more growth, you want more clients, you want to leverage your capital, you want to raise capital, you want to invest capital in companies that are actually going somewhere or any other of the fast growth strategies, it's worth your while. Spend three days. Come join us. Absolutely. Well, in fact, I go so far as to say, go and check out the VIP stuff and what it's all about as well, because there's different levels for uh, for where you're at and what it is you're trying to achieve. I, I, you know, I always say the same thing when it comes to our business. Like uh, one of the one of the first questions that people want to ask you is, well, how much do you cost? Like, what's your price? What's the what's the catch here, right? And I always say, well, look. Our services range from one to seventy-five thousand dollars a month. It depends on how quickly you want to grow and how big you want to grow. Um, <laughs> so it's your call. I love right? that. Depends on how fast you want to grow and how big you want to grow. I love that. It's, it's, See, that's the smartness. That's the I, people listening in. If you have not heard that before, and you probably have, because this is his podcast. But if you haven't, the magic behind that is he's linking it to the outcomes they want. The outcomes they want, and that's the magic of great entrepreneurs. <coughs> we're, we're selling outcomes. We're not selling products and services. Yeah. Oh, we're selling so outcomes. Right. You just said, how fast do you want to go? Yeah. How fast do you want to go? Well, what do you mean? Well, how fast do you want to go? That's like, yeah. you, you want to go slow? Do you want to go really quick? Yeah. Your choice. I Absolutely. love it. And, but it's so true. Yeah. But you just said something really powerful there as well about, you know, it, it's the outcomes. And this is why, I mean, a lot of the clients I work with are in emerging technologies. And the reason I work with a lot of clients in that space is they're very good at creating these incredibly innovative products and services, but they're terrible at selling them and sharing the story, even to investors as well as customers. And the reason that it usually boils down to is that they don't understand that the important part is the story and the transformational aspect it's going to have on the customer. It's the outcome. So they start telling you about totally. all the technical stuff. Well, it does this and it can do I don't care what it does. I want to know what it, how what it's going to do for me, how quickly, and what that's going to change my life. 
Uh, uh, Yeah. Or, or if you're doing an advanced strategy and you're talking to an influencer, how it'll help their tribe accomplish the same thing. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. There's the individual and then there's the tribe of that individual. And, and, and to me, that's so crucial. You know, at our event, we have no speakers, as you know, um, we have some key dolphin pool presenters like you'll be doing, but no, no speakers training the room, but we do do training a few days before on purpose because you just nailed it. There's a, a, a gal we bring in called Jane powers. Have you ever met Jane? Jane M. Awesome name though. Yeah. 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 Her middle initial is M. So it's Jane M powers. (laughs) Yeah. And she, she teaches among other things, how to do this amazing introduction that's really short and really connecting. She calls it an intro-mercial. In yeah. fact, she loves it so much, she trademarked the term. Love it. We teach people to do that in advance of the event because when you're doing no, breakout after breakout after breakout after breakout, you got 30 seconds to introduce yourself. You go around the room, 30 seconds. And, and in that breakout, that's all you got. You got 30 seconds to get everyone's attention, and then you're going to be doing your types of deals that happen in that particular exercise. Well, what we found was the best way we can serve them is to get them crystal clear on how they introduce themselves in a way that the listener cares. The listener cares. I mean, it's worth, frankly, we've had people, high-end joint venture, uh, people running large events in our space come, and just that piece alone, they say, transform their business. Because most of us, frankly, suck at being able to convey what we do quickly and easily. Yeah, you're so right. right? Most so, of us do. You're so right. Often we're too close to it, I feel. And you do need that additional support for te- to teach you how to do that. I mean, I, I like to take things back to sport and say, you know, natural talent takes you so far. But the reason that coaches and consultants are so powerful is if you want to become the best at what you do, you need someone who's going to give you that roadmap, give you that support, show you the areas where you need to improve. And, you know, how many times have we heard the expression, you know, you can't see the wood for the trees you know it's so true it's like many of the times people in our business can see aspects that we can go oh that's not the important bit this is the important bit if you tell me this this and this and you think well i don't even talk about that when i tell people about my business i didn't even realize that was one of the most important parts um so (laughs) i i I love that i love that so much so um you said that you had a, a version of this event in in january is that correct was that the first time you'd taken that online that's the first time. We call this Strategic Alliance Summit for the first six years when we did it in person. But with all these interview summits, we realized that's just it, this is so much more than a summit. So now we we call it Strategic Alliance Live. But as a summit, we had 3,905 people register. We had 905 people attending. Uh, we did it as a free, completely free event the first time because we didn't know. I, we thought, we'd, ah, let's just test this completely free. But here is the crazy thing. Um, everyone who showed up, I mean, we had 235 testimonials after the event. Nice. It was insane. Video print, like all kinds of testimonials. And so this time we decided we're not going to, we're not satisfied with the show up rate that that's low. So we charged the hundred bucks, but a hundred percent of that ticket fee goes to the referral partner. Right. And, and we're giving away a Tesla, uh, lease to our top referral partner. We're also doing a refer a friend contest, giving away another Tesla someone who just prefers some buddies and they get entered in the draw on a sweepstakes sort of thing. And the reason we decided to do that is, you know, we know, you know, human nature, 
If we pay for something, we value it more. Of course we do, yeah. That's why I don't like right? free. Whenever somebody comes to me and says, well, I'm doing a free strategy session and I'm giving away a free book, and I'm like, yeah, I'm already hearing that word free. Free has no value, right? If some if somebody's getting something for free, they don't value it. If somebody's had to put their hand in their pocket to pay for it, even if you're going to give them that money back or donate it to charity, if they physically yep. had to exchange some value for that, they're going to stick a value to it. You're so, so right. Wait. Yeah, and 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 there is a way to do free that establishes value, but most people don't take take time to do that, right? I mean, podcasts are a good example, yeah, right. Most people don't charge for listening to podcasts. No, not at all. But have you ever met JB Glossinger from Morning Coach? Yeah, I have. J, JB, I think last time I checked, he had something like thirty thousand people paying ten, twelve, fifteen dollars a month to listen to his podcast. To listen to his pod, to listen to his podcast. Now he got on that early on, and he said, "I'm not going to do this for free. Mm. I'm going to charge. I'm going to make it super valuable, so people will love it." And and I don't know. He might have shifted his model now because I haven't talked to him in about six months or a year with COVID and everything that's gone on. And I know he launched a massive new, positive new social media platform, yeah. which he sounds oxymoronic. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I wish you well, JB, and good luck, man. <laughs> good luck selling positive news in a social media site. I wish you well. I wish you well. But he's a positive guy. He, the morning coach, is a pump up every morning. Every yeah, single absolutely. morning, you get a pump up from him. Well, why wouldn't you pay ten or twenty bucks a month so for true. that great inspiration? Especially entrepreneurs, right? Because we're dealing with all kinds of crap and corruption in our business every day, anyhow. Well, you know what? Right? That, Why not have a little bit of positive? It's one of the reasons I love podcasting. Actually, while we're on that point, so I, I different model, different horses for different courses, right? But I, I don't charge for people to listen to the podcast. And in fact, over the years, I mean, obviously, having grown and sold two sports podcasting networks, and then sold two, grown and exited two businesses using podcasting, I truly don't even do sponsorship and advertising anymore because I don't like somebody else having any say about my podcast whatsoever so if like mm. if at some point next week i want to decide that now i want to start diving into spirituality a bit more and i'm going to bring on meditation coaches and you know people who can talk to me about ancient egypt and herbs and different medicines i can because of my podcast right um right. so i yeah. use it to learn in the end the audience are there with it and, and i know entrepreneurial empowerment is very important to you and I, and I talk a lot about entrepreneurial empowerment and wealth creation for the emerging market so i would feel a complete hypocrite kind of designing a podcast that's to introduce the, the whole world to these great people like yourself, great mentors, great entrepreneurs, people who've been very successful in their career, and then say, I'm doing this to empower you, but I want you to give me some money before you can even listen to it. I'd rather you listen to it, generate some funds, do really well, and then come to me as we've had over the years and continue to have. Phil, I'm now in a position to afford your services because of the advice that I took and implemented from your podcast. That's more powerful love it, for me. Love it. Yeah. And we're the same way. That's why with our event, even though we're charging, we're giving it back to our referral partners, 100% of it, which as my COO always points out that <laughs> we still pay the credit card transaction fee, so we lose money on every ticket. <laughs> yes, I understand, David, you are correct. <laughs> but the point is, the point is that we know that then they're more likely to show up, they're more likely to attend, and if they attend, they're going to get results. They're going to get results. I mean, we guarantee you'll do $100,000 in what we call deal sheets for every single attendee. Uh, but the last time, with 905 participants, we did over $4 billion in deal sheets. Wow. And frankly, we weren't very organized at getting the deal sheets done like we will this time. Wait till you see the process we have set up for that now. You're going to be like, oh, my God, this is so easy. I'm excited. One of the problems entrepreneurs have 
when you get in this setting is you get so many opportunities. Mm. You got to be able to codify them and organize them. Yeah. Right. Cause we're, we're like creatures of distraction. I call it the shiny pen. Right. I call it the shiny pen squirrel phenomena, right? You get distracted in the middle of being distracted. Yeah. You call it the squirrel. <laughs> right. I call it the magpie. It's like, Ooh, shiny thing. Ooh, shiny thing. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, and it exactly. does. that's Same exactly thing. what happens. So, so no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I can't wait to attend. I'm, I'm, um, I mean, that's why you're on the show, right? I'm, I'm really pumped up. I'm, I'm really grateful to David for the introduction. I think the two of us are going to have a lot of fun at the event and, and do a lot of, you know, incredible work together after the event as well. And we've already got a lot of things lined up. And um, yeah, look, how can people get in touch with you? How can people get involved? How can people, you know, either for the just the sort of three day event or even for the VIP? And and also just quickly touch on what's the difference between the two for people. Sure. So, so, uh, thank you for asking. Um, definitely look in the show notes. There'll be a link there. Um, that'll get you to uh, the main page with all the event details. It'll talk about the 37 different types of deal making that goes on. So if you're tuning in and going, I don't, I don't even know what type of deals I would do. Go have a look at the page and you'll see there's a list of 37 types of deals. For example, if you have a podcast show, you book guests. If you want to be on podcast show, you book shows. There's an example of two of the 37. Well, that's not a that's not a, a, a massive difference to your business overnight, but until you're established like someone like Phil is with his show, finding guests and having great, amazing guests lining up is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And if you're trying to be on shows, there's lots of people that will sell you their service and it's 500 bucks every time they book you on a show, 500 bucks, 500 bucks, 500 bucks, 500 bucks. And I'm not saying that's a bad deal. I'm simply saying there's a value proposition that comes. So there are low level types of deals, but then there's also, I need someone on my advisory board. I need a joint venture equity partner. I need a partner and form this new division to penetrate this new market. There's a bunch of much more advanced level situations. There are a lot of financing deals that came out of our last event where high growth companies that had proven their systems were raising capital for growth, right? Well, guess what? Most people with money don't understand the world of selling knowledge and wisdom. Oh, for they, sure. They, they just don't. Right, because the banks don't value intellectual property. It's it's not considered an asset. It's considered an expense. Right? It's like which is crazy if you think about it. Wisdom and knowledge is considered an expense, but a depreciating uh, car sitting on the side of the road is considered an asset. <laughs> we, it, we can't change the rules. Those are the rules. We get we can learn to play by them. So show notes are the best way to, to learn the details about that. You'll see that right down below. And by the way, if, because this is the internet, if it's past the show time, we're doing these three times a year now, just uh, opt in or send us a note. We'll put you on the wait list for the next round. Okay. Number one, number two, we actually have two types of VIP at the event. If you're, if you come to the main event, you'll be offered a chance to, to upgrade to what we call an over deliver VIP package. Um, one of my mentors, Brian Kurtz is donating his book over deliver and with that comes this massive bonus package of marketing training that literally is about $40,000 worth of marketing training. It's insane. Have you seen his bonus package? I haven't. Phil? I haven't. Oh, my gosh. It is, it's eight screens long mm. when you scroll on the webpage. Eight screens long for his book. Beautiful. And one of them is 12 keynote speeches by Jay Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, it's crazy. It's the best bonus package for, for people that sell their wisdom and knowledge. It's the best. But not only that, his book is incredible on how you over-deliver as an entrepreneur. Yeah. You were talking about uh, pitch something. What was your, your, oh, your I use pattern pit, interrupt? Pitch slap. Pitch slap. It's a pitch um, slap. 
here's one here's one that I use. If you if you want to have a business, under promise and over deliver. If you want to change the world, over promise and then over deliver on that. And that's what Brian teaches how to do for marketers in their business. He teaches how to do that in his book. So that's the over deliver VIP. It's $197. But then we have a special off the books invitation only event um, for the real serious players. If you're in that category, reach out to Phil or myself in the next week and we can have a conversation and see if you're a good fit. And we can talk about that. It's invitation only. And it's a, uh, uh, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty special event. And Phil will be there. I'm, I'm honored that you're, uh, you're going to come along for that as well. I'm really looking forward to it. And, and I actually have a couple of people already in mind that I've already spoken to about this. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it was funny. We were saying, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast or whether we said it on in the green room, but, um, you know, just to kind of clarify, I've gone away and spoken to some of my kind of main partners, people that I already do business with on a regular basis, um, and said, Hey, I want to talk to you about this event. And I was surprised at how many of them had already said, yeah, I'm already signed up i'm coming i'm already i'm already there um so if i what i'm saying is i'm there i know my partners are going to be there so even without knowing anybody else that's going to be there i can guarantee this is going to be an awesome event with some incredible people yeah, you know, how many times have you heard me say as, as an audience your vibe attracts your tribe right my tribe, your tribe, if you vibe with me, our tribe is going to be at this event. So make sure you head to, head over there, whether that's the three-day event or the extended. Definitely come check it out. Um, Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm really looking forward to the event. Is there anything else that you'd like to kind of share with the listeners before we uh, before we call it a day? The, the, uh, the final thought is just one thing. Uh, as, as leaders of your organization, right, our job... Uh, there's a quote that we have on all of our binders. We give our VIP, VIP clients from Jay Abraham. And it says, if you have a product or service that delivers value, you have a moral obligation to reach as many people as possible. I believe that. I know Phil believes that. It, it's not about the money. The money is just a measuring stick for the impact you bring to the world. But you, we believe you do have a moral obligation to reach as many people as possible. And if you agree, this is the fastest way to do that. Invest invest three days. You'll love and adore it. And uh, you'll be so grateful you joined us. Yeah, I could not agree more. So de definitely, just to kind of back up that point, please check out the show notes below. Um, go and click on the links and get yourself signed up. If you would like some more information on the uh, the kind of exclusive VIP area and, and, and what's going to be happening in there, definitely reach out to either Tom or me and, and we'll have that discussion with you and see whether that's a good fit. And if it is, I'm sure one of us will be able to extend that invitation to you. Um, if you are listening to this later in the year, check out the next dates for the available show um, and, and what's going on with the event uh, and, and check it out. But hopefully I'll see you there. Check out the show notes. Give it a click. You will not regret it, my friends. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure. You're welcome, Phil. Uh, so glad to be here. Time flew. Yeah, it always does, brother. We could go full Joe Rogan on this, couldn't we? Like three or four <laughs> hours later. Um, so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. <laughs> so, yeah. Guys, take care of yourselves until next time and hopefully see you at the event. This is Billionaires in Boxes, attracting our tribe with our vibe.